all the people on Instagram Live and you lot in on um, YouTube. All right, so I told you, I'm so in love with Studio One Music, all right, and I have the son, right, of the late, great George Price, all right, also known as Peckins. And Peckins, Chris Peckins, all right, he is responsible for that brilliant album. Aren't you, Chris? That album on Bond Street by Yes You Are. Along with my brother Juice, yes. oh, yeah, Juke, yeah, yeah, we right. come come up with from 2004. That is excellent. So, for those of us or those people who don't know anything about Peckins, right, and what Peckins means to reggae and record shops in the UK, all right, please let the listeners know about Peckins Record Shop, how it came into being, and you guys, you and your brothers, running it now. So, talk about your father for a little bit, because I met him a few times, and he made me know all about Studio One because I didn't know much at the time. So I'm honoured to be talking to you. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. Good afternoon, New York. Good morning, New York. Yes. Right? Um, basically, Peckins was, um, he was um, the best friend of Cox and Dodd. Um, we were on Studio One. They had a sound system together back in the day in Jamaica. The original sound system. My dad used to keep dances um, when Coxon went and did farm work in America, um, him, um, Count Machuki, Perry, and Mr. Dodd, they was all part. My dad even brought in people like Prince Buster into the music game from back then. Um, he came to London in 1960. Um, and then first he used to just get records from Mr. Dodd to sell to all the various sound system people in England, people like Count Suckle, who went on to own the Q Club, uh, Duke Vin, um, quite a few of the Jamaican expats who were living in London and Birmingham. So he's really the first person to sell any form of Jamaican music in the UK. Wow. Um, before Chris Blackwell, before all those guys. So in 73, he stopped working and opened the shop. Mm-hmm. which is still on ASCII Road where you knew we right. needed to come um, and then in 2004 me and my brother we started the Peking label and the Bitty McLean was the first project we done which is you brought me to New York loads of time because it was well received out there mm-hmm. all around the world still but yeah so that's how Peking's is started from then to where we are now putting out a load of music recording jamaican artists and a lot of uk artists people like gappy ranks randy valentine peter honeygale lady lex mm. the list is on it goes on and on where did the name peckins come from because your your late father's <laughs> name is price so i'm gonna right. be a nosy cow so where did peckins come oh. from i'll give you a job in in the 40s there was a uh a rhythm and blues tune, early New Orleans track, and it was called Peckins. Okay. And it was a dance. And my dad was the best at the dance. So, oh. you know, with Jamaicans, <laughs> you get you get a nickname and it sticks forever. Uh-huh. Okay. So, he got the nickname Peckins. And that was it. Okay. I think it's my group, check it out, they call the Chocolatiers. And it's called oh. Peckins, but with a, without the G on the end. So P C K I N S, yeah. When you were growing Thank up, you. though, right? When you were growing up, mm-hmm. right, we all used to listen to um, Tony Williams and David Rodigan on a Sunday. And then when when um, David Rodigan went to Capital Radio, right, on Saturday nights, did you 
what how 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 did david rudigan impact your dad's record shop peking's record shop i mean did sales oh. start, how did that happen what happens because i couldn't imagine. well it did because he used to um before he even he he had a stall rudigan in bristol uh, no sorry in oxford, oxford. um buying and selling records and basically he used to come down to the store and to the house and um buy records off my dad and my dad oh. really liked him and took him under his wing and Rodigan went to jamaica the first trip he went to jamaica he actually stayed with Tis reed the wife of Jew creed oh wow um yeah and Miss Reed is my mum's best friend. Although my dad and Coxon were tight, mm -hmm. on the flip side of it, my mum and Miss Reed were best friends. Wow. So there was a bit, there was like, although the Jew Creed Coxon clash thing was going on, there was still, my dad was kind of in the middle. So mm -hmm. Rodigan used to come up um, and buy records and sell until he started working on the radio. And obviously, all the stuff he bought, a lot of studio and he loves studio one. I think Ram Jams is actually favourite tune, Jackie Mitu. So okay. it it did start to play a lot of studio one because Studio One went through a, a time when Channel One and Joe Gibbs was licking back the rhythms and people wanted the fresher mm -hmm. sounding music more right, than the right. studio one because the studio one was a bit sometimes they were a bit um pissy or dated well it was so one channel it was it was one channel yeah, back in the day yes th that's right so what happened is people wanted the newer versions of the same rhythm that so say like Leroy smart sang um without love but the original was ken booth people liked the Leroy smart one because it was a newer sounding mm -hmm. so when Rodigan came on the radio he started to play the studio one so people started to kind of like a younger generation was coming through by then and like yourself and me we kind of grew up on a saturday night sunday listening to rodigan and tony williams and we was in the time of we just started to going out ourselves yeah so it, it, it was good for business because people was hearing it and yeah 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 and peckings was the only place you could come and really buy studio one in them days right, but while you were making these new songs what what is your fondest memory or comment or compliment that you've had right from one of the original studio one mem players do you know what i'm saying like one of the oh, artists of okay yeah. yeah who who's bigged you up yeah. for what you've done well pat kelly quite a few of them you know so when we did the the album with bitty um pat kelly came to london mm -hmm. and he was like wow chris um you know drew creed would absolutely love this album wow and i said really he said yeah because drew creed was a bit he was hard he was a hard man to please he, he had his gun the artists and the musicians sometimes felt intimidated by him because he was that kind of stern he was a man. bully but yeah <laughs> <laughs> so they, Pat Kelly said it to me, Derek Harriet said it to me, Al and Ellis was going to do, he wanted to do a duet with Bitty oh. on the walk away because he actually sang rock steady on the rhythm. Wow. And um, it's only because he was having some problems health wise, we couldn't get to do it. Because oh, um, that would have been, that would have been fantastic. So it was really nice getting the respect and the adulation from people who have done it who we we 
see as musical geniuses and mm -hmm. you know who we grew up listening to so it was nice to do something that um we were young and a new generation our improvisation of something old mm -hmm. it was nice to hear that, that the older geniuses loved it yeah, so that's yeah a, yeah that's that's a massive respect to you lot so when you how does it work do you target do you pick an artist that you want them to do an interpretation of a rhythm how does it go do you present the artist or do they come to you that you know that they've sung over this rhythm or how does it work how do you decide no, who's going to sing what well you know it is sometimes it's just a vibe thing you know sometimes because because you know because we got a record shop sometimes mm -hmm. you i might play a track say like for instance i might play like like i tell you like we did a the album with gappy ranks now with um the track heaven in your yeah with heaven in your eyes i was playing in a dance and i played the soul rebel bob marley and the place erupted and i turned around and i said to my friend i'm gonna i'm gonna lick that rhythm tomorrow when i go studio with mafia them mm. and that's how it comes about you just get like a vibe i might be in the shop and play a track and think wow and then the artist them i always think of how what artists i want on a rhythm because i listen to most artists i listen to all genres of music and i sometimes i hear something in an artist and i said boy i can hear him doing a cover of that or such and such so yeah and my brother works similar kind of way too because he's been doing it long in the music longer than me so right. he yeah he got the same kind of thing all right so is there a particular i mean i know you've got loads of favorites but when you were growing up right is there a particular album or a particular song artist that your father really 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 loves you know what i'm saying and you grew up loving the same um rhythm is there a particular well it's kind of funny you know because my dad although he worked he lived in studio and was everything to him he actually loved jazz oh and um yeah and the same with cox and dodd they they come from a time where they could rhythm and blues is what they raved to and they party to american right. r&b um from new orleans so roscoe gordon louis jordan those kind of they were really into the American music. I mean, my dad did love Freddie McGregor, mm -hmm. his studio and stuff. He really did like um, Johnny Osborne, Truth and Right, the Alton first album, Best of Rock and Soul. So he didn't really have a favorite, but musically, I would say it had to be jazz for him. Jazz, okay, that makes it makes sense that your um, dad loved jazz, and of course, that's yeah. how Coxon started. You know what I'm saying when he used to yeah. come here on farmer he would come back with the records and scratch out the name of the songs in it and that, that's, that's how right the and give it their new name and mm -hmm. call it their new name and to to a point where a whole generations of jamaicans have grown up calling the track right the names that coxon and jew creed and king edwards and coos changed the name to you know because when i used to work as a kid in my dad's shop mm -hmm. i had to learn what the jamaican version so the track the track might say i don't know bonaparte retreat mm -hmm. but then they'll call it luke lane shuffle or bond street <laughs> okay. something okay. so when people come to the shop as a kid they say oh give me a luke lane shuffle and i said and i couldn't find it and then my dad would, as you know, he'd be in the bookies sometime. I yeah. said, you've got to go and ask him. And then they'd come back and they'd say, oh, it's him, Bonaparte <laughs> Retreat. <laughs> and, I, 
Okay. So yes, so if you're you're right, they scratched the name out. Right, so right. in a way, Jamaicans are the first to create white labels. That's right. That is a white label. That's right. Trying to keep it exclusive. You can't do it today, though. Yeah. Not with uh, Sound yeah. uh, Soundhound and um. Uh, what's the Shazam. other one? Shazam. Shazam. <laughs> yeah, Shazam. Yeah, Shazam. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's a different thing now. It, Wow. Hey, so, uh, Chris, um, this is Professor here. I just wanted to ask you uh, one Hi, thing. Hi, Professor. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. And love love your music from, I mean, listen, uh, a lot of times I heard oh, your version first, found the, uh, and then went out and looked for the uh, the Studio One version. I but I got to say, right now, uh, there's a group of people right now, or should I say a lot of people right now, are, are hunting for the vinyl of your stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And they go to the website. And you know, uh, a lot of times it says sold out. So you got to do something about that, Chris. There's a, I'm telling you, there's a horde of fans I do. out that, there. That is a hundred, hundred percent right. You know, the problem is, you know, what happened is when we was everyone pressing vinyl now. Yes. And that's the problem. And what it is, the majors, they weren't interested in putting out records when CDs come out. Oh. There was, so it was easier to get your records pressed. But now the majors. Are like they're really into pressing vinyl, so the the, the pressing plants would rather press twenty thousand Beatles record than five hundred reggae seven inch. Gotcha, gotcha. So they're kind of like engulfing all the, the pressing plants, but more and more are opening, and my friends just opening one now, which is great news for of us independent labels. Because it's the independent labels who suffer mm -hmm. because of the majors. They got more money and they got more pressing, so the labels, they take it all up. But as I said, there's a few now, and I got we're going to put out stuff like remix of some of the stuff put out everything versions. Chris put out everything everything, <laughs> everything. Now, I'm telling you look, just look, check your website you'll see how many people try to attempt to buy the stuff right I'm telling you okay. you put it out I'm telling you you're going to see a horde of new fans because there's a lot of people going back okay. to that vinyl you know they they love the richness the sound and everything like that what That's you put right. out yes yeah right. thank you definitely yeah, that is brilliant so yeah i really really appreciate you your music what you've done for the industry do you know what i'm saying the chat room's going wild all right lady Anne says hi jackie um black says hi Tekawama, there's a bunch of people saying hi and um we're just hi. hoping yeah everyone respects the music because we do play a lot of peckings you know what i'm saying as we also play oh, a lot thanks, of stingray man. music respect. But um, just let the listeners know um, your website and if they're in the UK, where they can find the Peking shop. No, mm -hmm. oh, lovely. I mean, we're, we're based in Shepherd's Bush, which is West London, Askey Road, um, and the uh, website is www.peckins.com. Um, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook. You've got Duke Peckins and Chris Peckins on mm -hmm. Insta and Facebook. Um and I've got to thank you both for the opportunity to come on your station today because we like this station so much in the UK. It's mm -hmm. energy. Yeah, man. Fantastic thank station. You. It's it got is. great energy. And uh, myself, people like me, Billy at Stingray, Bucky Joe, and a host of UK artists, we give thanks because to get our music played elsewhere other than UK is great. And it helps the business, as you said. We have people calling me from overseas, hearing stuff you guys play mm -hmm. on the radio. So, enough respect for today and the support. One last question. Mm -hmm. The Shinehead, 
right? The Shinehead collaboration. Yes, I was going to talk about yes, that please. too. Yes, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we've, Shinehead is someone I've known from in the in the 80s when I used to come, because I used to come to New York quite a lot from in the 80s and stay with Coxon oh. on Fulton Street. Yep, I've been coming there every summer holiday. Mm-hmm. My dad would send me and I would go around, I'd go to Brad Osborne's shop. Um, wow. Um, all the stores that around the time when there used to be a lot more record shops mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in New York um, and bring back records when Randy's was just a record store from Vincent I used to buy a lot of records and collectible stuff and bring to London wow. and Shine It was someone I used to see around and we got on really well I used to bring Saxon tapes over because they loved the <laughs> English sound system. Of Saxon was kind of blowing up. Mm-hmm. And I used to bring them and cruise at the record store on White Plains Road. And I used to do a lot of swaps with Paul who ran it. Oh. Bring cassettes, yeah. And basically, yeah, I, I, I really loved doing it and come going back and forward. And Shiny and me got on really well. I tried to record him when he, he blew up. Mm-hmm. But he was busy doing so many stuff. Um... Then he moved, and the last time I was in New York, we have a mutual friend called Peter Panic. I don't know if you know of him. No. <laughs> he helped no. Peter Panic. He produced he produced some tracks on Jay Z's album Beyond Reason Beyond Any Reasonable Doubt. Oh wow! Yeah, and he called Shine it and he was in the car, and we was like, "Yo!" And we made a link back and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're planning to do an album, which we I think we're about three or four tracks in. Um, the first one came out, Never Had a Dream Come True, uh-huh. and we have another one coming out next week. We're going to put it out for Valentine's, um, awesome. The Makings of You, a Curtis Mayfield Ooh, song, love it, which love I'm going to send to you yes. today, so you're going to have it. Thank Shots you fired. <laughs> yeah, man, that's going to be yeah. that's brilliant for Valentine's. It ain't going to be for you, Professor. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Chris, I hope to see you soon. It's been a few years and, you know, yes, I can't get to come home. Thank you so much. Big up your brother, your family, do you know what I'm saying? And um, just thank you so much for your time. And um, Thank you. All right, Take we're going to close bye. out with right. some Peckins music. Big up. Sure